Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome in, and we are with you until midnight. It just feels like Groundhog Day for the Red Sox. Every game, it feels like it's a very similar formula for how this team loses games, and that is they don't hit. And we can talk about the bullpen, and we will get into that as the night goes on. The bullpen has been an issue, especially over the past couple of days. But tonight, the issue is, again, this team cannot hit. And the problem right now for this Red Sox team is they are going up against guys that are not good. Vince Velasquez stinks. This guy is not a good pitcher whatsoever, and the Red Sox can't even do damage against a guy like that. 617-779-7937 is the number. With you until midnight. Do you have any faith? that this offense is going to change things around. 617-779-7937 is the number. Because I've said it on multiple occasions that these guys are too good to be hitting or not hitting the way they are right now. It just doesn't make sense that this team is this bad from an offensive perspective. This team is supposed to be built on its offense. And what we're seeing right now is a team that really cannot hit. It's really remarkable how poor this team has been from an offensive perspective. You could expect some of the issues that this team was going to have in the bullpen. I believe we all did. But the offense, nobody could have expected this. Now, you could say, all right, maybe they're not going to be as good as they were last year offensively. Sure, like I could have entertained that thought. But this, this is what we're getting from the Red Sox right now. They don't hit with runners in scoring position. Tonight, they barely even had runners in scoring position because they weren't hitting at all against Vince Velasquez, who, for some reason, they fouled to me. How bad... This offense is right now. It's really remarkable. And they ended up bringing up Jaron Duran today, which I felt, okay, Kike Hernandez on the COVID list, Rich Hill on the COVID list as well. That's why you were able to bring up a pair of guys. And when you watch Jaron Duran, the whole thing was he has a different approach at the plate. And look, he ends up hitting that triple, which really should have been a single. But you get the point. Made some contact tonight. I just felt like the last at-bat tonight was kind of – symbolic of this Red Sox season, right? And not to, like, criticize Duran too much because he just got back. I'm all for giving him another opportunity, giving him another chance because of the fact that, look, last year he wasn't good. He goes down to the minor league level. He makes adjustments. Sure, give him an opportunity. No problem with that whatsoever. What could he do, hurt the lineup? How could he? I mean, he can't make the lineup any worse. So I was all for giving him an opportunity. So I hope he gets it together here. I hope he goes on a run because this team could really use him. 
really could use him. Highly regarded prospect of the organization. They could really use him to take off. Last year, it was not good. And here's the other component to this year. If Duran looks like the guy we saw last year, it really hurts the Red Sox on not one but two different dimensions. A, then you have another dead out in the lineup. And B, his trade value gets diminished. So they really need Durant to perform. This was really risky right now, bringing him up. And you could say, well, how could it be risky? He can't hurt the offense. I, From that angle, it's not. But his trade value could get completely diminished if he doesn't do anything. And that at bat, I felt like in the ninth inning, he's still going to have to prove he can handle high fastballs because that's exactly how the White Sox pitched him tonight. And great, he got one hit. And that was nice to see him running around the bases. It is nice to watch that guy run. I mean, he can absolutely fly. But you think about this tonight, that at bat in the ninth inning, he gets ahead 2-0. All right, then he gets a fastball, middle of the plate. Middle, middle, really. A little bit in, but middle, middle, pretty much. That was the pitch he needed to swing at. He took that pitch. Then he whiffs at a fastball up out of the zone. Remember, that was the big issue last year. He swung at a lot of pitches up out of the zone, and he missed on a lot of fastballs at the upper portion of the plate, and then he whiffed at a fastball at the top of the zone. So that was sort of the Duran we saw last year. And like I said, this is one game. I'm not going to overreact to it, but that did kind of feel symbolic of what this Red Sox season has been so far this year is guys swinging at pitches out of the zone, guys not able to put the ball in play, and it just continues to happen for this team. And Duran comes up today, and you see that final at bat with the Red Sox. Maybe they get a little glimmer of hope there because – Vasquez takes the walk. You're thinking, okay, maybe he can get something going here. And then, unfortunately, Duran goes down with strikes. And that's on strikes, I should say. And that's another big issue with this team. The Red, so- the Red Sox are one of the best teams last year in Major League Baseball in terms of scoring with two outs. This year, they're the worst. And that's not like being hyperbolic. They are legitimately the worst team in baseball with two outs. They have scored a grand total after tonight, since they didn't score with two outs, 13 runs with two outs. 13, that's it. To put that into context, Arizona is second to last in that category. They've scored 20 runs. So the Red Sox are seven runs worse than the team that is second last. And you look at the good teams in Major League Baseball, like the Mets, for example, 61. That's second in Major League Baseball. You look at your own division, Toronto's got 43. Good teams like the Red Sox last year hit with two outs. They have not done that whatsoever. All right, 617-779-7937 is the number. We're with you up until midnight. So... Do you have any faith that this offense can turn around? Any faith? 617-779-7937 is the number. Before we go any further, let's hear from the manager, Alex Core. We didn't do much, right? And we, we got ahead in the count certain times. We were too aggressive, right? And uh, you know, we got to slow down the game, regardless of how we're doing. If we're doing well or we're struggling, at the end, you have to slow down the game. And, uh, you know, there were certain pitches, certain situations that we got – out of the plan, and um, we were too aggressive, and we chased pitches. So, you know, one of uh, just another night, right? Right now, we're grinding, we're struggling. Just, uh, just being honest. So, we got to keep trying to get better. Well, there's a lot of people frustrated. Right? I mean, it's normal, right? I mean, there's a group that is used to hit, and so far we haven't done it. And uh, it's not lack of work, you know. Maybe it's the other way around, kind of like, you know, like like I said, we have to be able to slow it down. you got to slow down the game in certain situations and, um, you know, keep looking for pitches 
where you can handle them and put good swings on it. The results, it is what it is. You can hit the ball, you know, hard and right at people is part of it, right? I mean, you can't control that, but just keep doing what we preach, what we want, you know, like, and, and they know it. And they know they've done it before. But uh, as a group, we have to be able to slow down the game. Fastball command wasn't great. A lot of foul balls, kind of like early. Um, there were a few teams, right? Detroit and uh, I think a Toronto one, right? Um, I think at one point, um, I don't know how many strikes he had, and, and only six of them were swings and misses, right? And uh, just one of those, uh, the breaking ball, <clears throat> he just backed up. It was down and in, and he put a good swing on it. Uh, with what we had today, I mean, to give us five, and with that offense only scoring, scoring three, he gave us a chance to win the game. Um, I mean, like I said, there's a lot, a lot of what happened yesterday had to do with the guy on the mound, and he keeps working on his thing, and, uh, you know, he put a good swing early on, put the ball in play later on, so, you know, it's, it's this this hitting thing is always a uh, work in progress, right? You can feel great, and you still have to keep grinding and keeping your swing, and when you don't feel right, you got to grind to find your swing, so, you know, he, he works hard, he, he keeps working his craft, and he's going to be okay. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. It's right in front of it. But you have to forget about that number. It's the number of win and losses, right? That you can control what you can control right now. And uh, I think you have to detach yourself from the result or whatever is going on outside our world and win ball games, right? That's the bottom line. And we know we are a better team. We are better than this. But right now, we're not putting uh, games together. You know, it's not that we, we play bad, right? We just, you know. We didn't, we didn't swing the bats, you know. Uh, we played good defense. We made a base running mistake. Um, you know, it's, it's not a full game. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> when you do that, you start winning consistently, and we got to keep getting better. You know, like I said, you know, it's a, it's a baseball team that has to keep working to get better, and that's what we're trying to do. All right, that was Alex Cora after the game tonight. If you want to react to anything the manager said, you certainly can. It's 617-779-7937. So it's a lot more the same for this team. And the other thing I'd point out, too, just as it pertains to the lineup in general, this Red Sox team was great with two strikes last year. This Red Sox team was great with two outs. I gave you those numbers earlier. And the other thing they were really good at last year, the Red Sox, were they got after starting pitchers especially guys that were not good, dogs. They would get after starting pitchers, and they would absolutely light them up. This year, it's been the complete opposite. I gave you the number on the network postgame show about the fact that the Red Sox this season have allowed only, or I should say only one starting pitcher against the Red Sox this season has allowed four earned runs. That was like 97-year-old Corey Kluber. Other than that, the Red Sox have not been getting after starting pitchers whatsoever, which is a major issue because then you're always climbing uphill. Then you're putting more pressure on this bullpen that we know is not great. And we saw what happened the other night when that we've seen all season long when this bullpen, there's pressure on the bullpen. It does not perform. So the Red Sox could help themselves out if they could actually hit and put up some crooked numbers. But we haven't seen that all season long from this team. And last year, it was the opposite of this. I just can't believe how much different this team looks compared to where they were a season ago. It's really staggering from an offensive perspective. So the other thing I'd mention real quickly here is if you look last year, just some evidence on how this team got after after starting pitchers. 
Innings one through six last year. The Red Sox were second in average, fourth in on-base percentage, second in slugging percentage, second in OPS. They got after starting pitchers. Well, if you look at the Red Sox this year in the first six innings of the game, remember, they were unbelievable last year. This year, they have scored 51 runs in the first six innings. That ranks 28th in Major League Baseball. The Red Sox this season are hitting 226 in the first six innings of games. That is 22nd in all of Major League Baseball. See, this is the issue. These starting pitchers are cruising through the Red Sox lineup. Now, there's reasons for it. 273 on base percentage in the first six innings of games. That is 29th in baseball. There's reasons for it. And I do truly believe that part of the reason is there's just too much similar approaches or the approach is very similar up and down the lineup where they're just swinging at way too many pitches out of the zone. They have the highest chase rate in Major League Baseball. They don't walk whatsoever. They came into the day, what, 29th in all of Major League Baseball in walk rate. So they don't walk. They swing at pitches out of the zone. That's the issue this team has right now. The offense is just a complete debacle right now. And look, we can complain about the bullpen. The bullpen certainly has its issues. But with the way that this team in total, now the bullpen has not been great. Seven blown saves, the most in Major League Baseball. We can all acknowledge you don't have faith in a lot of guys back there. But this is the thing I would point out. With the numbers that we've seen in totality, if you combine the starters and the relievers for this Red Sox team, there's no way they should be 10 and 17. No way. They've pitched way better than being 10 and 17. As furious or as infuriating as this bullpen can be at times, they've pitched better than the record. Let's get to Ken in California. Hey, Ken. How are you? Good. How are you, Ken? Well, well, good. I, I just want to congratulate Heim because you're all alone in the basement of the American League East. Nice job, Heim. And you're going to have a heck of a draft pick to get another prospect. You better go out and get a back end to the bullpen guy. And the two guys that are hitting coaches, are they AWOL? Well, Tim, there's only one now. Tim Hires is gone. He's in Texas. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Pete Fatsy's the hitting coach oh. now. Oh, okay. Well, that may be a plus. Because at least they got six hits today. Why would that be a plus, though, Ken, if Tim Hires is here last year and this is one of the best offenses in baseball? What do you mean? I don't know. He wasn't doing very well up until the, up until he left. You just you just rattled Let, off a bunch of statistics. Yeah, that's from this year. Last year, they were one of the best offenses in the sport. Oh. Right. Right, they were. But these guys are swinging at anything that's thrown at them. I'm with you on that. They have the worst chase rate in Major League Baseball. And it's it's not one or two guys. And that's the problem, Ken. I appreciate the phone call. You can grab his line if you'd like. It's 617-779-7937. That's the issue. It's not one or two guys that chases a ton of pitches. It's sort of a thing that goes up and down the entire lineup. And even if you look at it, like, I'm okay with some of these guys that chase pitches, that swing a pitch out of the zone because Bogarts is capable of doing damage when he does that. Devers is capable of doing damage when he does that, although sometimes Devers gets a little too wide open for me. But those guys can do that because they can do damage that way. You can't have everybody in your lineup doing it. You can't have Dahlback doing it, right? And this is what I say just as it pertains to Bogarts tonight. He's been by far the Red Sox best player, but I felt like he had a really bad at-bat in the bottom of the eighth inning. 
So Durant, I guess technically it's still a triple after Angle couldn't make that play. Story grounds out, brings in Durant, makes it a 4-2 game. Then Devers singles away from the shift on that curveball. So you have one out, Devers on, Bogarts comes up to the plate. He swings at a brutal 2-0 breaking ball that was not close. Then he swings at a 2-1 fastball that was in. It was not a strike. And then he strikes out on a two-seamer. So he got ahead 2-0. If you don't swing at that breaking ball there, it's a 3-0 count. So he really got himself into trouble there. There's just no reason to swing at that pitch. Look, and I'm not going to blame Bogarts for what's going wrong with the offense right now. But that was a critical juncture of the game. Because it felt like right there, Graveman was sort of on the ropes. And the Red Sox really had an opportunity to tie this game up and Bogarts doesn't come through. Your best player didn't come through. Unfortunately, he's come through all season long and it's been all for naught. He's putting up great numbers, but the team isn't. Let's get to Phil in Connecticut. Hey, Phil. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you're saying, man. I mean, starting pitching right now is more than serviceable. I, I'm not in love with every single pitcher that we're starting right now, but they're all doing a solid job and keeping us, you know, in the game at least uh, through the first five, six innings. Yeah, I would, and, say, you know, the Phil, the, doing... I would say the only starter that's been disappointing is Pavetta. That's it. I mean, the rest of the guys have been fine. Houck has not had a great season, but he's been in different roles now. But in totality, most of the starting rotation has been pretty damn good. Walker's been good. Hill's been good. Nate did not have his best stuff tonight. He's been good, but the only disappointment's been Pavetta. Yeah, no, I agree. He had a great year last year. I think I think he's going to figure it out in the next coming coming starts. And you know the bullpen hasn't been great. You know that being said, I feel like the offense is just bringing down the overall overall confidence of the team. You know, uh, the bullpen's coming in, and the Red Sox have only scored one, two, three runs at max, and uh, the bullpen you know isn't as confident. Then you know what I mean. It's it's tough to be in the position to come into a ball game game after game. And, you know, not having any runs, you know, on your side of the team. So that's pretty much all I have. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, Phil. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing about all this is the thing that is sort of aggravating and the thing that you can't really wrap your brain around is this was supposed to be the given. We were supposed to know the Red Sox can hit. They're going to mash. You got Devers. You got Bogarts. You got Story, Verdugo, J.D. They're going to hit. No matter what happens, the Red Sox will hit. We had questions about the defense. The defense has been way better than we thought it was going to be. We had questions about the starting rotation. The rotation has been way better than we thought it was going to be. Now, the bullpen has not been great. We will acknowledge that. But the given was supposed to be the offense. Did anybody think at this point during the season, we would be saying, hey, the starting pitching is way better than the offense? I never thought that would be the case with this team. And look, credit to those guys in the rotation. This isn't an indictment on them. It's more about the offense. You were supposed to have an elite offense in the sport. You don't have one at all. You have one of the worst. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. If you do want to win on the Bruins as well, you can as they pick up a win to make that a 2-1 to series. That's on the table all night long as well. But I do want to continue with the Red Sox here. How does this offense turn it around? Do you have any faith this offense is going to turn it around? And I do have some suggestions on how this team can become even better from a rotation standpoint. I'll get to that in a little bit. The number is 617-779-7937, the number. And by the way, by getting better in the rotation, it's going to help the bullpen. I'll tell you why in just a little bit here on EI. Crash and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
Nissan's an easier choice than ever with our exciting and fuel-efficient lineup now. Get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store in NissanUSA.com. All right, well, the Bees beat the Hurricanes 4-2 tonight. Charlie Coyle, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Taylor Hall, the goal scorers. Jeremy Swayman back in the net, 25 saves. Carolina still owns that 2-1 series edge. Game four, huge one Sunday afternoon. Puck drops at 12-30 on that one. Well, the Sox fell to the White Sox 4-2 tonight. They're now 10-17 on the season. They're just 4-7 at Fenway Park. And the Red Sox have not won a series since the Tigers series, their second series of the season. They're going to have to win two in a row over Chicago to get that done. Nate Evaldi gave up three earned in five innings tonight, including a two-run bomb to Luis Roberts. Robert, rather, that is a problem for Evaldi, the long ball. I'll get into that in just a second here. The Sox and the White Sox play the second of their three-game set Saturday evening at Fenway. 410 first pitch across the Shaws and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Network. Tune into the Visit Massachusetts pregame show tomorrow at 310. It's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Make Massachusetts yours. Start your adventure at visitma.com. Rich Hill on the mound opposite Shohei Otani. The season the Bucks play game three Saturday afternoon. Finally, the Bruins have played two games since the Celtics last played. The Celtics will play tomorrow afternoon. It is a 3.30 tip. This time in Milwaukee, the best of seven tied 1-1. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back in. We are with you until midnight. Any faith that this offense is going to turn it around? 617-779-7937 is the number. I did want to get to Evaldi quickly here because of the fact that I didn't feel like Evaldi had his stuff tonight, his good stuff. I mean, the numbers would tell you that. He's been really good for this team. The one issue with Evaldi has been he's given up way too many home runs. That's now eight on the season. That's the most in Major League Baseball. Remember, he didn't give up his first home run last year until his 10th start. and <laughs> He's already given up eight and what, his first six starts of the season. And tonight with Evaldi, you could tell he just didn't really have the hit and miss stuff. Uh, hit and miss stuff rather. And if you look at his first five hits that he gave up, Four of those hits were on his curveball, and his curveball has been his best pitch this season in terms of getting swings and misses on that pitch. It's been a nasty pitch for him all season long. In fact, entering tonight, he'd only given up one hit in an at-bat that ended with his curveball. Four of the first five hits he gives up tonight are on the curveball, so that was an issue for him tonight. And on the season, he'd be getting swings and misses on that pitch 32.7% of the time in terms of when guys swung, they were whiffing. Tonight, just one whiff on six swings. That's 17%, right? So that pitch clearly wasn't there for him tonight. And if you look at the stuff in general tonight, 55 swings, eight whiffs. That's 14.5%. Way below where he's at on the season. I mean, if you look at Avaldi this year, he's been getting a lot of whiffs on the season. So, and you look at his, the other number that you would look at is called strikes plus whiffs. He was at 17.8% tonight, and that's 28%. So if you look at Evaldi so far this season, he's been really good in both those categories. So on the season, he was at 25.4% in terms of his whiff rate. Tonight, we mentioned that was at 14.5%. Only one qualified starter is south of 15% this year. Only one. And then you look at the called strike plus whiff rate, 17.8%. How often are you getting a whiff or a called strike? Tonight, 17.8%. No starter is south of 22%. And Nate was at 17.8%. And Evaldi's at 28% for the year. So clearly, he did not have his stuff. Now, I give him credit. He goes out there and he battles. It's just he didn't have his stuff tonight. I mean, it's going to happen from time to time. His curveball, which has been so good for him this season, it just was not there. And I did feel like that was pretty remarkable that Evaldi actually made it five innings. Because what was he at? 48 pitches after the first two, and he fought through and he battled. At least he got through that. At least he gave you an effort where, all right, he doesn't have his best stuff. He still gives you five innings, and he gives up the three runs. That's a game where the Red Sox should be able to generate enough offense to win. Again, it's not like the Red Sox pitchers are getting beat up. Now, from time to time, yes, we do see it with Pavetta, and at times we see it with the bullpen. But in totality, the pitching has been good enough for this team to be in the run in the American League East. It's the lineup that continues to betray this team at the most inopportune time. Not even inopportune. They just haven't shown up. They haven't shown up all season long. Remember the rallies that this team used to have? They don't have those rallies this year. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to, is it Igor in Iceland? Hello. Hello, this is Igor from Iceland. Oh, this is David. Hey, David. 
No, actually, it's Frankie Valley from Newark, New Jersey. I just want to say it's early May 2022, and the Boston Red Sox have no clue. And I was singing, oh, what a night. Huh. David, why, hold on. Why are you calling up on a fake name? I don't know. I just like that. I just wanted to tell you that make you feel important. Just wanted to make you feel important. So how, important. Wait, hold on. How, how is you calling up? Iceland. Oh, okay, okay. You want you trying to get my brand up? I like it. So what's on your mind yeah, tonight, David? Exactly. I'm trying to mark, trying to market you. I mean, should we all start growing beards and um, and just not shave until the only question is, do um, we not shave until they either win a game or score more than five runs? What should, what, what, what is it? Which one should we do? Not shave until they win a game or score more than five runs in a game. I'd which say one? the five runs thing. Yeah, which do you think? Which do you think will come first? They like lose eight to six, or they'll win one to zip. My prediction. Well, David, first? I thought they were going to score five runs tonight. I think they're going to score five runs mm-hmm. tomorrow. But I've been wrong all season long. The offense just cannot figure it out. So I'll probably be wrong tomorrow. I mean, let, let, let me be serious for a second now. Okay. If, if Cora, and I'm not going to blame him because I agreed mostly that it's it's um it's balloon. Why, if Cora believes in himself, and he, which I'm sure he does, how can he be content working in this situation when his GM, his boss, is, is giving him nothing but but chicken? David, you know what? what? Are you, David, what are you yeah. talking about? You think Cora's happy right now? Have you seen him? No, you think no, Cora's a happy not. guy right now? Of course he's not. Nobody would. But what I'm saying is there has to be some dissension. You just said it. How can Cora he be content? Bloom. He's not content. I, I don't know. No, I don't get I'm your not, point. I'm not saying he's happy. What I'm saying is, you did. You said he's content. No, no, I'm saying the relationship. I said, how could he be happy working for a man, a, a boss who doesn't give him anything to play with? So I think there has to be some dissent yeah, in I, the relationship between Cora and Bloom. Well, I don't, I, David. I, I don't know about that from a person-to-person standpoint. I don't know what their working relationship is. I, mean, I know they got along last I mean, year and all that. But David, hold on. This is what I will say. It has to be infuriating for Alex Cora that he and I said this on the pregame show. He is the manager of the Boston Red Sox, and the other night, Wednesday night against the Angels. They have an opportunity yep. to win that game. And Alex Cora, to no fault of his own, his best reliever pitched five innings to start the game, right? They had to start Whitlock in that game because they're dealing with yeah, stuff in Whitlock. the rotation, right? Yep. So in the ninth yep. inning, he has to mix and match relievers. He's mixing and matching for right. matchups with Robles and Diekman in the ninth inning of that game. And that should not happen for the manager of the Boston no, Red Sox. You're right. This isn't. This is, a, this is not a, 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 small market, a small market city. Right. right, he needs more talent. But what what I'm saying is, there just has to be some dissent between Bloom and Cora because Bloom the other day said he believes in his talent. Yeah, look, and I, I, David, I appreciate that he I appreciate the call as always. Have fun in Iceland. His line's open if you want to grab it at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I don't want to give an opinion on the personal relationship. I don't know enough about it, but this is what I will say. I have to imagine the core is frustrated right now with what he has to work with in the bullpen. That has got to be a frustrating thing for him because they are not enough good arms back there, right? And look, the Red Sox, the offense is the main problem, right? We can all acknowledge that, but they've lost plenty of games because the bullpen couldn't hold the lead down. That's the reason they have the most blown saves in Major League Baseball. And if you look at some of the numbers as it pertains to that bullpen, the big issue they have right now is they walk everybody and they give up a ton of loud contact. You look at it on the season – 
The Red Sox are one of the worst teams in terms of their bullpen, in terms of giving up loud contact, hard hit rate. They rank 29th in baseball, 45.5%. That's balls off the bat, 95 miles an hour plus. That is 29th. They walk 10.1% of hitters. That's 23rd. So when you have a lot of walks, you give up a lot of loud contact, you're putting yourself in an awful position. And we saw it again tonight with Brazier. Brazier is a guy that just gives up absolute rockets. I don't know how much longer they can continue to trot this guy out there. That's all he does is gives up rockets. Brazier is actually the worst guy in the entirety of the sport amongst relievers in terms of giving up loud contact. No exaggeration. He is the worst in Major League Baseball. (laughs) His hard hit rate is 68.2%. Think about that. 68.2% of the time, the ball is coming off the bat 95-plus miles an hour against Brazier. Dead last amongst qualified relievers. You look tonight, the angle single, 102.2. Berger lineout, 95.4. McGuire sack fly, 99.9. Garcia double, 107.3. This guy just gives up rockets. They keep trotting him out there. Let's get to Gabe in Springfield. Hey, Gabe. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I've been better, Gabe. Hey, uh, I'll say that. I know. I I just was sitting here and uh, I think I figured it all out. Okay. It might be a, a Remy curse. That number two puts a lot of pressure on the player to kind of absorb that extra sense, you know, like average player. I mean, Bogarts has been the best player on the team. What are you talking about? Huh? I'm talking about uh, Jerry Remy curse. Yeah, and the guy wearing number two, two, Xander Bogarts, has been the best player. Yeah. And they have all the weapons there. They have the pitching historically. If you look through their – they should be all right to to do more than contend. That lineup is lethal. The the arms in the bullpen plus the people that are coming back, Sale, more starters – Gabe, uh, all right, Gabe, I, look. You should be rolling, though. I know I sound a little drunk. Yeah, you I'm, hammered? It's a difficult conversation because I'm mentioning Remy. The number two should come off the shirt and see how we do. We're all lined up to, like, win this thing. You want to take the patch and off the no shirt? Reason we're, we're not pitching. All right, Gabe, i got to let you go, man. You are absolutely wrecked right now. I can't do it. Not well, listening to me. When... more silver when he called. Yeah, it's all good. I'm saying something to you. You're not responding. You just keep saying something else. You think that the team is cursed from the Remy patch. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Let's get to Joe in New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Good evening, Brian. Brian, I'm looking over this lineup the last two games. We have three players who are batting over 217. And what scares <laughs> me, I don't see it getting better. Maybe Story. Yeah, I I story's, story's what, the guy they got to get going. They, they have got to get Story right, going. That's hard to believe. You're not going to score many runs with three players like that. But no, I, 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 I mean, clearly, I mean, when you're hitting like, when you're not hitting the way the Red Sox are not hitting, yes, it's going to be a problem. Trevor Story, so far this season, it's been a problem. Now, look, Sack, uh, Sack fly tonight, which is good. Try to get him going a little bit. He had a hit, what, in the first inning of this game. They got to get him going. That's the guy. Like, we can complain about Dahlback and Jackie Bradley Jr. and Vasquez. We can complain. Old. Yeah, the guy they need to get going is the guy that they gave $140 million to. I don't see it changing much, do you? Well, I got to hope that story gets better. I mean, the guy's been a really good player throughout oh. his career. I got to hope that he's not going to be one of the worst hitters in the sport because entering tonight. 
he has been one of the worst hitters in the sport. I mean, there's there's no sugarcoating it. He's been that bad. And look, I appreciate the call, Joe. But if you look at it on the season with Story, a story right now, entering tonight. Now these numbers will get a little bit better after tonight because of the fact that Story made some contact tonight. But Story yesterday against Otani, he swung at 12 pitches. He whiffed at nine of them. Okay. He is striking out 31.5% of the time. Coming into tonight, that ranked 160th of 173 qualified hitters. He was whiffing. So when he was swinging, he was whiffing 35.6% of the time. That was 163rd out of 173. Not making loud contact either. Hard hit rate. Balls off the bat 95 plus miles an hour. It's at just 34%. That's 111th. Okay. And his expected slugging percentage, which basically accounts for the launch angle, how hard you're hitting the ball. His expected slugging percentage is 347. That is 155th out of 173 qualified hitters. So not loud contact, whiffing at a lot of pitches. So hopefully they figure something out with him because they need him to get going. That's the reality of it. Let's get to Wally and Fall River. Hey, Wally. What's up, Brian? I really don't know what the answer is now, but I'm going to give you a little list of names. Crawford, Renteria, Lugo, the extension for Chris Sale, Panda, Hanley, $8 million for Steve Pierce. I mean, you know, I'm not blaming Heim and Bloom, Heim Bloom for these contracts, but the, the Red Sox have shelled out a lot of money. Now, Trevor Story, I don't know if he's shell-shot coming to Boston. Uh, you got Duran now. He's supposed to be the next Ricky Henderson, but he can't steal first base. So I don't know what the answer is. I mean, they, they've got to wake wow. up sooner or later and score either blow somebody away, maybe that'll get them loose. Yeah, well, but, look, uh, with the story thing, to your point about story, I'm not going to go there yet. We've only seen the guy for a month, so I'm not going to put him in the Renteria, Carl Crawford, Julio Lugo category yet. I'm going to at least give him some time, give him some rope with that. As it pertains to Duran, I like the fact that he changed his approach, and I feel like they should give him a little bit of rope because right now they're not getting much production out of a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr., although Jackie hit the ball well tonight. But overall, I don't mind giving him a little bit of rope here, giving him an opportunity. But I'd never heard the Ricky Henderson comparison. I know he's fast, but I never heard that. Like I said, I don't know what the answer is right now. I mean, uh, uh, Cora doesn't have – he's got a Swiss cheese bullpen. We all know that. But, uh, it, you know, it just seems it just seems like in a twilight zone right now. Yeah. Everybody's chopping at the bit to face the Red Sox. They just can't hit their way out of a paper bag. I know, it, get... Wally. The problem is, and I appreciate the call as always, my friend, the problem is with the Red Sox, they're easy to pitch to. That's the thing that I keep coming back to. They make themselves easy to pitch to because they swing at so many pitches out of the zone. 32.3% whiff rate, or excuse me, chase rate, 32.3%. That's dead last in Major League Baseball. And to put that into context, the league average is at 28%. They're at 32.3%. And look, they did this last year too, but if you look at the contact on those pitches, this year it's at 53.5%. Last year they were over 58% when they were swinging at pitches out of the zone. So they're swinging at pitches out of the zone and they're not making contact. Let's get to Mike. He's in Cranston tonight. What's up, Mike? Brian, how are you, my friend? Uh, I've been better, Mike. Oh, you're doing great. You hang in there. It's Friday, you you know, I mean, so you're almost done. <laughs> so you did a good job. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, you really did. You always do. Hey, uh, so the thing is, like, you know, as we've said in the past, I think the thing with uh, the Sox is, you know, you hear rumblings, maybe, you know, clubhouse things, whatever. 
Xander, they should have they should have signed them. They should have did them right. Maybe they still will because uh, you know the Yankees haven't signed Judge yet. You know, and as you remember, probably also like they would, they didn't jump off the the tracks to sign Gio right away. Also, that being said, um, he's on a team friendly deal. The team is making money. He's a linchpin. He's your face of the franchise. And story, I have no problem with him. But now you sign him, you put the onus on him, you know, out of Colorado. Um, you know, I, I would, I, I, and I know he's a Boris guy, pay him his money, make him the highest paid shortstop because then he can transition. Because now the, the whole quandary of it is you, you drafted who fell down to you, who was, you know, considered this kid Myers the best uh, ball player in, in this past draft. And if that's, that's kind, if that's, at all accurate, he's going to be up by his 19 or 20. Yeah, and I do wonder, Mike, too, like, I know that obviously Bloom very analytically driven, right? We all know that. But I do wonder, because I think he did a really good job at the trading deadline, and for the value, like, I know he's all about the value. But I do wonder if he doesn't totally understand the market with a guy like Bogarts. The fan base is going to be absolutely irate. If he signs with another team, how could and you I don't, not? How could you not, though? But I mean, you think know, about like, it, Mike. But think about, about this. Hold on, Mike. Let me say. Think about this for a second. Yeah, go. So he, they had not talked to Devers. Rob Bradford reported this about a possible contract until spring training this year. They've never approached him. Nathan Avaldi, who is this team's starting pitcher in the wild card game last year, he was their ace last season. They haven't approached him about an extension. So I just don't think that he has the pulse of the fan base. I mean, but where does that come from? And you know, we could we could say that like in comparison to um, a Belichick. Like, yeah. We the last time I talked to you, and I said, "Well, how?" But can Bill's you got not, rigs, again, Mike. Yeah, and 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 the Sox do too, and it comes from but not Bloom and and the mandate, the mandate, the mandate as it is as it is with I think any professional team, the mandate on your budget comes from the top. And maybe when you say fan base, and see, I'm Mike, I, look, Mike. Sorry, I, I disagree with you on that. I appreciate the phone call as always, my friend. I disagree with that. Look at the Red Sox payroll since 2011. It's always top five in Major League Baseball. This is not a mandate from ownership. I guarantee you that if they went or if Heinblum went to John Henry and company and said, "Hey, we got to give Bogarts this amount of money," they'd do it. This is a Heinblum decision. This is Heinblum. He's looking at the defensive metrics and all that. This is on Heinblum. So I do want to get to. The interesting story from John Heyman as it pertains to Xander Bogarts and the possibility of him leaving after the season. We'll get to that. Plus, oh, I do have one idea of how the Red Sox can improve this pitching staff in general. 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you till midnight. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back in, and we are with you until midnight after the Sox lose another game. This time to who else? The Chicago White Sox and Vince Velasquez. That guy sucks, and the Red Sox could not hit him whatsoever. Just one run off the almighty Vince Velasquez. I did want to mention the Bogarts thing real quickly here. So John Heyman had a story up today about the shortstop market, and he had a friend close to Bogarts say that he's leaving, which I feel like everybody knows he's opting out, but it just feels like it's trending more towards that direction, right? They lowballed him with the initial offer where it was basically just an extra $30 million, and if you look at that contract on an annual average basis, he'd be making less money than Trevor's story, right? So that's a disrespectful offer to Xander Bogarts. At that point, I don't even understand what the point of making an offer is, okay? What's the point of even doing that? Just say, hey, we'll try to revisit it in the offseason. We'll try to sign him in free agency or something. I don't even know why you put out an offer like that. He was never going to take that. It only looks bad now for the organization. And the reason I believe that's true, the Red Sox never denied it. They have to know from a PR perspective that looked brutal. Why wouldn't you just come out and deny it? And the other thing I want to mention real quickly here is I think that they should give Connor Seabold an opportunity. He started one game last year for this team, and it did not go well, admittedly. Did not have a good start at all. That was actually, ironically, against Chicago. He was really bad. But if you look at the way that he's throwing the ball right now at the minor league level, he's been really good. He's somebody that the Red Sox could certainly use. This is a guy that has a sub-2 ERA. He just went seven innings yesterday, giving up one earned run. He's been really tremendous this year for the Woo Sox. So, when you think about it, that would give you the ability to put Garrett Whitlock back to where ideally he fits, where he can fit in in multiple games a week, where he can give you two innings on Monday, and then he can come back and give you two innings on Friday. That seems like the more useful thing for Garrett Whitlock, so you can put him into some of these games that you need to win, right? I mean, you think about Wednesday night, he starts, he gives you five innings, then you don't have anybody reliable in the bullpen. Big issue has been Hulk. Hulk is just not the same pitcher right now that he was a season ago. He was absolutely atrocious yesterday. He has no hit and miss right now because the command's bad. So guys aren't going to swing at a 3-1 slider. It's not going to happen. He's falling behind in counts too often. He had a 7.4% walk rate last year. It's at 12.4. Hulk's flat out going to be better. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Mike in Connecticut. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. Well, I'm going to miss talking to you, Brian, because let's face it, this team is terrible. You oh, Mike, you you're, ba- you're, way, Brian. you're going to abandon the season. Yeah, yeah, it's over. Oh, buddy. Mike. You know, you know, listen, buddy, and you know I love you. The only way <laughs> I'm not abandoning it is if I wanted, I want him to play Duran for the rest of the year, give him a chance, get Cassius up there. I don't need to see Dahl back. I don't want to see... I don't need to see Bradley or Pinky Tuscadero or whatever his name is. I mean, Brian, you, you can say it about the pitch in the bullpen. The offense is the reason why they are. I agree. It's I agree with that. Yep. Not, not even to hit Vince Velasquez is a joke, Brian. And then, <laughs> and let me let me tell you another thing too. This bloom has got to start taking some major heat because you're right. I don't. I still think he thinks he's in Tampa. This, this is Boston. And what yeah. he did to Bogart is a disgrace. Well, you know what, Mike? One of the things that I don't understand is, so they signed Story in the offseason. They give him big money. Waka, that was not an expensive deal. It's clearly worked out. Waka's been great for this team, right? right. 
But so if the only big move you made was story, you really didn't do anything else except some things on the margins, right? Deekman, Strom, et cetera. What were they doing? They didn't talk to Devers until right before. Huh? I have no idea, but let me ask you another thing too, Brian. Where, where is this Tim Hires? I mean, it's obvious they missed the guy. I mean, where, where, what team is he on now? Texas. Although they're not Texas. hitting either. No, they're not hitting either. But I don't know. Why did he leave, Brian? Do you know? Well, there was a lot that went into that. They wanted to make him and Fatsy the co-hitting coaches, if you will. So I don't think he was happy mm-hmm. about that. Oh, okay. So I think well, that... I'll tell you, you got to admit, offensive, they've been terrible. Oh, no, there's no question about it, Mike. Appreciate the call as always, my friend. It's the main issue. The offense, it sucked. Mike's right. The bullpen, it's been an issue, but the bigger issue has been the offense, clearly. Let's get to Joe in Connecticut. Hey, Joe. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Um, yeah, I was just uh, commenting on a story. Um, yep. Obviously, we know he's uh, doing horrible. Any uh, thought on uh, coming over from the National League to the American League and uh, facing the pitchers for the first time, getting a feel for the league? Uh, maybe he picks it up uh, as we continue down this, through the season. I hope you're right. I hope that's part of the issue because, and look, the thing about Story Joe is he has been historically a bad starter. April is by far his worst month, but they need to get this guy going. You paid him $140 million. You need some production from that guy flat out. Right. Okay, and then the second thing, uh, last year, uh, I mean, I got the feeling that they kind of over overachieved. Uh, a bunch of guys coming together playing for contracts or whatnot, and uh, kind of just had a, seemed like they had a, they, they gelled really well. Um, I don't feel like I get that feeling this year. And, yeah, uh, and maybe I think, the overachieving last year has kind of leveled off this year. Yeah, Joe, and I think a lot of it has to do, and I appreciate the call, there's not a great vibe around this team right now. Now, I'm sure the guys are getting along and all that, but there's a dark cloud over the organization, right, with – Bogarts doesn't know where he's going to be playing next year. Rafael Devers, they're $100 million off in his contract extension. Kike Hernandez is a free agent after the season. Nate Evaldi, they have not approached Nathan Evaldi about the possibility of a contract extension either. So when you add all these things up, it is a lot different than last year. You didn't have as many contract questions last year like this year. Every, JD is in his final year with the team. So I'm sure part of that is weighing in with this club. And that's another thing where... I don't think that Haim Bloom realizes the human element to what is going on in the clubhouse. It cannot be a comfortable position for those guys right now. All right, thanks to Ethan for producing. I'll be back with you tomorrow for Sox pregame and then on Sunday as well. And then we'll have an extended postgame show, the Brad Foe Show. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe, be well. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.